Hey there, audio listener. You are a unicorn in that most people watch this show. As you can hear, I don't sound myself because uh, I'm very sick. I have the equivalent to throat SARS. It sounds like I serviced that uh, device from Seven. Um, there's some sketches here that don't make a whole lot of sense, including the Mug Clubos uh, intro uh, with Black Omuxcabar in Spanish. So if you're hearing some things that uh, don't quite compute, feel free to go over and watch it on YouTube so you can see the, uh, the visuals to accompany them. Of course, if you're a Mug Club member, you can head on over there. And uh, if you're not, you should join. Enjoy the show. That's a weird cadence. Louder with Crowder Studios. Protected exclusively by Walther. And Hopper. Solo dinos, ¿dónde está Max Cobar? Nosotros somos Club. No los mariconas, YouTube heroes. ¡Hijo de putas! ¡Putas! Last I left you, Blacko Mugsgabar was pumping mugs under the YouTube radar in record time, and the elites in Silicon Valley were starting to notice. But like any success tale, triumph always comes with its own whole new set of hiccups. ¿Qué? ¿Qué es esto? Caputas, mares, es esto. Que piensen que soy. Ben Shapiro, hmm? Me ven vendiendo vasos con cáncer y un sombrerito, hmm? Respóndame. Este podcast es más club superior. Mira ustedes, mira los cursos de Moclub. Yeah, three million subscribers. Don't even sound in me. Don't even sit a stranger. Hmm? Yeah, I wouldn't just lean out. Yeah, I just cold. Two. No two, no two. No. Oh, in the black of verdad. No. Yo lo es. Si. Si. Ahora está bobo. Yo lo hice. Hmm. El bubox. No! No, el bubox! Si. El bubox. about to feel stupid with the story that was being told about Ains their coverage. It's what Susan
my crumbs. Young Turks and Stephen Colbert, that's what that is. You got my, this is dollar bills, this is, I'll give you some of my crumbs. There you are, Armenian genocide denying. Uh, we have Nigel Farage on the Ooh, show today. Yes. Farage or Farage, I'm not entirely sure. Mr. Brexit, of course, this, it couldn't be more timely because I have no idea what the hell's going on. Not a clue. Uh, we're going <laughs> to be talking about the abortion laws going on in uh, New York. Wow. Uh, uh, soon to be Rhode Island yeah. and Virginia. Everyone's abortion crazy, which actually brings me to the question today before we bring everyone in. Considering the recent kind of abortion bills that have been in the news, I don't want to know whether you're pro-life or pro-abortion, but where do you think this argument is actually really taking place policy-wise? Do you think it's about a woman's right to choose? Do you think the legislation actually revolves around when the termination occurs? Or do you think that the left just wants to kill babies up until birth period and the conservatives are just as extreme on the other side? Answer below. I really want to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. It's a reasonable question to ask now. Yeah. We have Brodigan in third chair. We have uh, quarter black carrot. Well, what's that? I brought a one, well, one of the day with me. Oh, yeah. The cheapest, just the oh, cheapest wine you yes, can possibly it's find. It's barefoot. It's got a nice screw top. Oh. $5. <laughs> <laughs> Your Ripper Blonde, sir. Yeah, Name that movie stop. line. It's By the way, there's going to be a winner. And, uh, Quarter Black is here, and so, uh, Gerald Morgan Jr., G. Morgan Jr., what's the one? I name? almost want to refuse with that crap over there. We have Duckhorn the Discussion. Fight. Duckhorn the Discussion. The Discussion. Maybe, maybe, you can, fight. maybe you can discuss yeah. the horrible decisions that Brody made with Barefoot. Well, the difference is, <laughs> I'll actually let people drink this later. You're going to bring yours home. That's, that's, true. that's true. That is true. This, this he is never leaves the wine. And no. I'm doing them a favor by letting them drink your crap. Your swill. You're letting, you're doing us a favor? Yes. By poisoning us? You couldn't appreciate By leaving this. us with the guy on the other end of the CB radio from Joyride? Yes, <laughs> that guy. Candy I like cane. a good rain. It washes everything clean. Pink Gosh. barefoot. All right, so there's nice. uh, been a bombshell development in Russian news. A lot of people don't mm, know this. Huge. Uh, this 1988 huge. footage of a shirtless Bernie Sanders who was drunkenly singing with commies. It's real. It's real. There he is. There he is. Wow. I right there. <laughs> I like the harmony. By, by the way, does anybody leave for a second that he hasn't smoked pot? Oh, okay. He, he said oh, no. that. And when I was at Kalamazoo, I thought I never partake. I don't think someone should be arrested for a plant. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that was what got me most impassioned with that speech. But here's the thing. These videos have been leaked. And Oppo research like this actually regularly gets leaked to the press. Yeah. Which is unfortunate for Bernie because um, it included a second video. I want to kiss you, but I want it too much. I want to hold you, but my lips, your lips are velvet poison. Your poison running through my veins. In case you were wondering why I lost my voice, oh, man. it's not cocaine. It's I just, used to like Alice Cooper. I didn't listen to him again. <laughs> by the way, and then there's this third real video where Bernie claims that cancer is caused by women not liking sex. Here you go. And I have my own feelings about what causes cancer and the psychosomatic aspects of it. And by the way, you can read his paper on that where he's talking about women who don't like uh, sex. Yes, yes. Really unrelated news, by That's the way, true. all women with whom Bernie Sanders has had sex have died of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> One person. Also, it's the news, by the person. way, a big story <laughs> is the polar vortex uh, that has caused record temperatures. Uh, and uh, I think this comes from AccuWeather. You know, they're global, yeah, they're global warming deniers. Temperatures yes. plummeted under 20 below zero, Ouch. with biting winds dropping yeah. to under 50 below in some states. So everyone else uh, knows out there, please, please do stay warm. Thoughts and prayers out there. Most of affected, course. of course, are Americans across the upper Midwest who have seen multiple deaths due to the current polar vortex and record cold spell. Least affected is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So, yeah, she's just... <laughs> Chilling. Yeah, just but, hanging out with old Walt. But, I mean, that's awesome. Not to get into any current conspiracy theories, because we've yeah. had enough of that. 
Would anyone be surprised if they Bernie's at uh, weekend at Bernie's going to see Bernie Sanders, sir? Weekend at Bernie's, sir. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. 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 Do you have the barefoot already yeah. in your yeah. mug? Yeah. Is that what's happening? He's starting to drink it already. <laughs> it really, it really is. Uh, I mean, she's, she's, she's probably dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, look. One thing. One mm. thing. If you, if you hate Donald Trump, that's fine. But his tweets are pretty funny when it comes to stuff like this. He's saying like, "Oh God, we need the global warming. Like, bring the global warming back, <laughs> right? <laughs> because it's so cold out there." But one other thing: Why is every severe weather event evidence? Of global warming, even yeah. when it has nothing to do with the global warming. I can explain warming. that to you exactly. It's because you do not understand the fundamental difference between weather and climate. Oh. Uh, in other news, uh, <laughs> I there that's my thing. So I was too. I, you know, we always comb through all of the late night shows yeah. every week so that you guys don't have to know. I was looking at uh, Colbert, Myers, uh, who uh, Kimmel, and they were all talking about this, and yeah. of course, immediately throwing it on climate change deniers. We're not going to get into the climate change right now. No. But they go, oh, of course, these people they don't understand the science behind it. Well, really? I noticed you had an animal specialist on with a marsupial. You didn't have a scientist. You're not a scientist either, Jimmy Kimmel. So why do you get to discuss it and someone on the other? Neither one of us are scientists. Let's use our logic and let the chips fall where they may. Absolutely. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel started his career with like girls jumping on trampolines and like an old guy that could shuck in a beer. Yeah, that's He's nice. the last person I'm going to listen to. On <laughs> also, number two would be myself. Uh, here's something, by the way, that is peak Canada. If that's a term, I don't know. Remember oh, peak oil? I don't yeah, think. I, do. I think we have yeah. a generation of people who don't remember. But peak oil was a thing. Turns out it's not a thing. So these Montreal Oops. motorists, they were actually stuck in a massive pileup. Why? Because people are playing hockey. Here you go. That's fine. Wow. That looks so boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be outdone uh, by the perpetuation of the original Canadian stereotype, by the way, was this moose who joined the mounted police. Yeah. Okay. While drunk. And he was mounting another Mountie, actually, uh, while Prime Minister Trudeau watched. So there is that. That's oh, as Canadian uh, yeah, as yeah. it gets. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty Canadian. We, we mm. joke. For people listening to the audio version, that probably makes no sense, no sense at all. Yeah. <laughs> For people watching it, we apologize profusely. <laughs> we like the joke. I mean, this is a comedy show after all, but you can really like, see Justin Trudeau actually being someone who likes to watch. Yes, you yes, can. Why does he have to watch with a ball gag in his mouth, though? Like, hey, it gets him I'm in the mood. I'm not sure that I understand Why how it works. wouldn't he? Well, why he would he Justin not? Trudeau. Gosh, <laughs> people have their own uh, people have their own proclivities. Yeah. Yours is, you know, that wine bottle inverted. Finally, Maroon 5, by the way, <laughs> canceled their <laughs> news conference. The story was a little bit confusing. Canceled the news conference oh, on the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show. Uh, this comes from Deadline. The move comes amid a backlash against the group tied to fans believing the band should cancel their performance as a show of solidarity for Colin Kaepernick. So, to be clear, it seems like they might perform, or it seemed like that this morning. They canceled their, new, their news conference. Um, some were concerned, and it seems now increasingly like the band might actually cancel their performance outright. Oh, wow. Luckily, the Super Bowl has a plan B. Take this, Super Bowl! You patriot sons of bitches! And how about ramming this? In case anyone in this program ever says that I publicly embarrass them, there is yeah. nothing you could possibly <laughs> so do. You can do, to do that. Two, two things, actually. Oh my gosh. One, I now know why Johnny Boy walked out of his drawing office. <laughs> <laughs> like, was what? <laughs> he walked out of his drawing office dollar bill. Oh, yeah. He, he put it right in front of me on my computer. <laughs> you were just in the next room and you just... <laughs> 
more, more importantly, oh the only the only thing more offensive than you with a thong is the words Maroon Five. Oh, I know. Gosh, this this makes me want to support Colin Kaepernick, man. Cancel, yeah. cancel Maroon Five. I'll, how I'll the take world? a knee right take now. Take a knee. Yeah. How did they How did they get the Super Bowl gig? I thought they were I, done. I don't know. I actually, I don't, I don't mind them. I don't love them, but I don't hate them. Hey, uh, by the way, the winner of last week's, uh, I think, is it hashtag LWC trivia? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the contest is Ronnie Biggles at Ooh, Big oh, Goes Backin. Here we go. I think we have a screen nice. grab there. So he wins. What does he win there, Brodigan? He wins a shirt. Uh, he wins a shirt, and I believe a drawing of a mug by uh, Smooth Maddie. Oh, a drawing nice. of a mug by yeah. There you go by Smooth Maddie. Yeah, we, cool. we do this before the show. We do trivia now, and some yeah. people really know their trivia. Half the time, yeah, I, go, well, I forgot that. <laughs> You're like, Who but came someone up else did. Yeah, and then you know, of course, we alert the FBI and oh, uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. issues. Yes. All right, so uh, <laughs> I think uh, this goes back to the question of the day. I want to move into I think the left's really just infanticide. Yeah. their agenda. Um, I think the abortion mask right now is is slipping. Completely and I off. think oh, that's what's the most. Slipping. It's done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gone. gone. It's gone. We got it. Not pretty much is gone. Uh, so I think what's important to note too in the past, and we've talked about this. We did that video with uh, Abby Johnson, former director of Planned yeah. Parenthood, which was immediately demonetized. Surprise. Civil <laughs> long form discussion gone. No money wow. at all. No yeah. profanity. Just we don't like your opinion. In the past, the Planned Parenthood message was that the abortion it only made up about three percent of their services. Yeah. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Recent BuzzFeed Puff piece, though, on the new CEO, I think, what's her name? Le Leanna Wen? Is yeah. that it? They had a headline about Planned Parenthood focusing on non-abortion services. And Leanna Wen then contradicted it, corrected them with a tweet claiming that abortion was, quote, their core mission. Yeah, basically just confirming what we already knew. Right. right. Surprise, the sky is blue. This is really no important for people to note. The safe, legal, and rare has gone out the window. And if you look at the bills from, we'll get into them in a second, the bills from New York. Now there's a bill in uh, Virginia. And there's, yeah. I think, is there six or seven proposed bills in, in Rhode Island, Brodigan? I think we're up to. I think it's up to seven. Okay, there are wow. quite a few, and they're just Yeesh. as bad. So I think a few points to keep in context here. Uh, Democrats, and I mean the DNC platform. Let's not talk about well, you don't want to generalize, man, on the extreme right. <laughs> no, no, the DNC, the Democratic platform. They are pushing abortion up until birth. Wow. Don't believe me? Here's Delegate Kathy. Uh, Kathy, is it Tran? Tran. Tran. Kathy Tran, yeah. talking specifically about uh, the abortion bill in her state. So the way the suggestion that we've um, made in the bill is to say it's in the third uh, trimester and at the, you know, with the certification of the physician. She just so says that. How late in the third the trimester yeah. could a, like a she's physician Skeletor. perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the, of the woman? Good question. Mental or health. physical health. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm um, talking about the mental health. She's trying really so, hard to I mean, say through the third right. trimester. The third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks. Okay, but to the end of the third trimester. Yep, I don't think we have a limit in the bill. That means a baby, by the way. Yeah. We're not talking about a clump of cells. We're not talking about a zygote. She's saying uh, mental. She tries to, this is what happens, right? She tries to redirect it, well, or physical yeah. health. He goes, okay, but there's also mental health. We agree on physical health. If a mom is going to die at that point, if both beings are going mm -hmm. to die, obviously you take the lesser of two evils in that scenario. I understand it as a reasonable argument. I don't want to get into that right now. Yeah. But the broader exception is mental health. Yeah. So she just goes, eh, physical health. What about mental health? Physical health. <laughs> What about mental health? So it'd be like going in for a mortgage. All right, we're gonna, it's going to be a 3% rate. 2%. No, 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 hold on a second. That's not how this works. You don't just get to say a word. And she refuses to say a baby. It's yeah. the, up until yeah. it comes out of the birth canal. Yeah. It's like a medical, any reason, by the way. It can mean anything, mental health. It's like a medical marijuana card only with killing a baby. Yeah. I have back pain. I don't like the baby. I think he's going to be a 
Yeah. Approved. Yeah, and that's what people think. Like, oh, oh my gosh, it's going to be this refined process. No, there are doctors out there that, that want to be ad advocates for this and activists, essentially, and they're going to do it for whatever reason, right? We're going to see economic health pretty soon here, right? That's, right. The, that's the third thing that we're going to see. I can't afford this. It's about two weeks until the baby's due. Can you please help me? Right. Really? People say, well, do you really think it's going to get that extreme? Well, okay, we'll move on to the next <laughs> point. But considering that smiling is now seen as the sign of white supremacy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, well, hold on a second. Yeah. Not supporting the welfare state. That's white supremacy. People go, well, I don't really think so. But okay, you want to use some demographics and say that it's uh, discriminatory toward minorities? All right. Uh, voting for Donald Trump is racist. I don't really think that's the case. Yeah. Smiling is like the KKK. <laughs> yeah. How quickly do you think Outrageous. it will devolve here on the left when it comes to abortion? And by the way, I don't know how much further they can devolve. Here, this brings us to our next point. Democrats, by the way, are pushing for abortion even after birth. Ugh. That's murder. You're just the afterbirth. Kamala Harris that slithered out. Yeah, that's that's oh, it. Yeah, you yeah, didn't watch. That. There will be blood. Is no one I here did. awake? I did watch I've that. Oh, good lord! I did. Good <laughs> lord! Um, <laughs> here's Virginia Governor uh, Ralph. Uh, is it is it is it pronounced Northam? Northam. No, no, it's not still North Anyways, in, basically endorsing infanticide. Thank God we videotape radio interviews now. Let's play this. <laughs> when we talk about third trimester uh, abortions, these are done. Uh, with the consent uh, of obviously the, the mother, with the consent uh, of the physicians, more than one physician, by so the calm. way. Yeah. Um, and it's done in cases him. where there may be severe deformities, there may be a, a, a fetus that's non viable. I've never wanted so to in this particular example, oh, oh, uh, if a mother is right in here. labor, Watch. I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then yes. a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I think this was really blown out of proportion. It was. Hold on a second. Hmm. Wow. Is it, what happened to non-viable? Yeah. He literally says non-viable in the first half and says, by the way, then we might yeah. resuscitate the baby, feed it, put, give it a feeding, make sure that it's alive, and then leave it to die as we have a discussion. <laughs> yeah. What kind of a discussion? It's like, okay, listen, you have a baby right now who's been swaddled in blankets. It's in the next room. We'd like to see what kind of options you'd like to discuss, including our tiny casket special for only five ninety nine. <laughs> Is that on the table? <laughs> Jeez. You only have half an hour to act, though. It really so is remarkable. Road trips to the Northern Family must have been really interesting. Kids, if you don't shut up, a discussion will ensue. Yeah. All right, listen, I'm going to turn <laughs> this car around and have a discussion with you. Even the Adams family would look at this and say, God, I'm here. That's f***ed up. That's how bad <laughs> this is. I mean, I, if there's the slightest silver lining um, in people saying that we should kill, literally kill, kill people, if this wakes people up, will they pay more attention to issues? Because I've noticed a, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of apolitical friends in New York are expressing their disgust of the New York bill. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb that there are voters in Virginia who consider themselves to be pro-life but voted for the governor just because orange man bad. Sure. Um, hopefully now they could, uh, people are waking up and, you know, there are worse things than Donald Trump being a dick on Twitter, and it's yeah. killing babies. Well, that's yeah. why I hate the whole discussion of, of let's find common ground, let's meet in the middle. No, hold on a second. This is the national democratic platform, guys. Right. This isn't some extremist. This isn't the Young Turks. This isn't Samantha Bee. This is what all of the Democrats, who when they form state legislature, this is what they want. This is what they have. And by the way, is this a shock? It shouldn't be, no. considering that Democrats have repeatedly voted against measures like the, the Born Alive, Infant yeah. Protection Act. 
which protected babies after they were born alive. It's in the name. Yeah. Barack Obama didn't vote present, he voted no. This has been the MO of those in power for a long time, by the way. It's just, they haven't had it completely unfettered. And if you wanna know what it looks like, just look at New York. Yeah, and this could basically single-handedly give the election over to Donald Trump. I, I really don't know why this issue is coming out the, at, in force like it is right now, because we're about two years before the presidential cycle, re, or sorry, about two, two years before the election. So the cycle's starting. Yeah. People are yeah. gonna start going out. You're seeing it with Democrats saying they're gonna throw their hats in the ring. If this issue is on the table and that bill they don't get is it. what they they're get to so point at. They're so tone deaf. We pulled this story from Huffington Post, okay? And a headline, it was something like, Tucker Carlson gets burned in his own show. And he asked this liberal guest, he says, okay, you saw this from uh, uh, from Northam right here. Yeah. What do you think about this? I think you wanna take us back to overturning Roe v. Wade. He goes, no, I don't wanna do that. But can, can we not throw out talking points? Can you please talk about yeah. this, which was on tape today? I wanna talk about how you have no say what women do with their bodies. Huffington Post watched this exact same video and they see it as a win. Yeah, they yeah. put that one up on the scoreboard for themselves. Speaking of wins, by the way, hit the notification bell if you're subscribed because apparently it doesn't mean a whole lot on YouTube and it might get lost in the subscription box. Join Mug Club, $99 annually, 69 for students, veterans, active military, ladderwithclatter.com slash mug club. Uh, you get the full daily show and it's what supports the content. Also, iTunes, if you're listening yeah. uh, to the audio version. Yeah, what were we gonna say? I was gonna say to answer Gerald's question, the reason why it's all coming out now Apparently, a lot of Democrats feel that because Trump is so weak of a candidate and so disliked, this is the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to put out all this bad, crazy stuff yeah. because people are just going to vote, not vote yeah. for them, but vote against Trump. Yeah. But by the way, here's, here's what's also really important to note, that abortion up until birth, it's, it's not a far-left position. I cannot reiterate that enough. This guy, he's not Cortez. Right. He's, he's seen as a centrist. Okay, the Virginia bill was defeated, but it, it, New York just passed. The, the bill was passed. Yeah. And now uh, I think Rhode Island, I think it's, I, someone can correct me here, it's either seven or six bills proposed in Rhode Island. Uh, this is important to note. This is mainstream leftism. So when people say, oh, you know, there's such a stark contrast between all of these Democratic candidates and Donald Trump, sure, yeah, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Right. You all want to kill babies up to 40 weeks and after 40 weeks. Good, there's, there's enough of a contrast yeah. for me. And this is the thing for me right now, this is where you draw the line. I know yesterday we were talking a little bit about some finding some common ground, educating people. This is not that issue necessarily. No, when you no. start to say that you're, you're okay with third trimester, you go out of your way to make it physical health instead of mental health, this gigantic loophole that you know people are gonna run through, you have absolutely revealed what your strategy is. And one thing that you don't wanna do, People dislike Donald Trump, but they are so pro-life that they will get out and vote for him well, even if they weren't. hold on. Here's what's really important. The left is lying in order to try and get this legislation passed. They say, well, most yeah. Americans are pro-choice. Mm. Okay, we're using the no. term pro-choice. But the, the American public are overwhelmingly against abortion up until birth. It's opposed by 80% or so. Most Americans don't support third trimester abortions. The Democratic platform does. This is something that's crazy Insane. to me. The press made such a big deal out of Trump insulting people about being, oh, it's being rude or ugly. Donald Trump, it's just <laughs> yeah. our president, it's just, I, I'm so ashamed that our kids have to be raised in an era where the president is so ugly. What's uglier than swaddling a newborn baby, placing it into a crib in the next room, and then discussing whether you kill it or not? Name me one thing that right. Donald Trump has ever done, including grabbing all of the that would be as ugly as that. Stormy, uh, Stormy Daniels. That's okay, fair. Okay, okay, fine. That's fair. Fine. That's fair. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs>
<laughs> and here, they, they, they claim, too, the advocates, this is something that's really important. It's just inaccurate. This is one of those issues where the further we advance scientifically, yeah. the less ground they have to stand on. Uh, they, they, they make this claim that third trimester abortion is only necessary in some rare circumstances when the baby's going to die anyway. No, it's, that's not no. what's actually happening. The Guttmacher Institute, which, by the way, pro-choice, pro-abortion organization, says that the data shows, quote, most women seeking later-term abortions are not doing so for reasons of fetal anomaly or life endangerment. Wow. That's right there. And then I thought I thought we had medical procedures for this. If the baby's life was in danger, if mom's life was in danger and going to term with this, right. I thought we had C-sections. Yeah. I thought that was part of the issue saying, hey, this is dangerous. Let's do this. By the way, do you know there's story after story after story right now in the media that people who are alive 20 years later are saying, my, the doctor told my mom I was not viable. Right. And I, I made it out fine. She's fine. This isn't an exact science for these guys. There's a huge lane to drive. Oh, I just it's, want it's an also, abortion. It's also geographically dependent. Oh, yeah. wait, hold on a second. A baby in the hills of Virginia? Not not Virginia, where the baby, but West Virginia. Let's go with West Virginia. <laughs> baby in the hills of Kentucky. Yeah. Right? Baby, in, is, is, it, is that life worth less than the baby yeah. in a hospital in Lenox Hill? in the Upper East Side, simply because they have access to better medical equipment. Yeah. Viability is not a consistent argument. And right. this is what's crazy. Where are we supposed to find common ground here? This is what's crazy. There's no common ground left. Well, hold, let's find common ground on Plan B. Okay, let's do it. Now, now how about second trimester? What we're supposed to find now up until birth. If it's born, can we kill it? Remember, common ground, common ground, and they want to call you an extremist prick. Safe, legal, and rare was supposed to be the common ground for a long time. Rape, incest, health of the mother. That was supposed to be common ground. I just said health, health. like trigger mic. Health. The health, health the health. health of the mother. <laughs> Not mental health. And this is so, what's so funny to me, they said this of Christians for a long time, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they used to say, oh, they're single issue voters. They're morons, they're single issue voters. Yeah. If you're going to be a single issue voter, what's more important? Hating Donald Trump because you think he's a or not killing live babies. Hmm. Imagine looking back through history and saying, man, the, al the allies in World War II were really single-issue guys. Yeah. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was a single-issue Here's the thing. Yes, I understand, obviously, the economy matters. If you're looking at an election, trade, whatever. But if there are still people who are being enslaved against their will, then that is the only issue. It's just like if you cover somebody's mouth and pinch their nose, then all of a sudden you call them an oxygen extremist. What's well, because <laughs> that's the most pressing issue. Their only issue that matters at that point is oxygen. Yeah. Right? And all the single issue voting was justified. We knew it. It was never going to stop at Hobby Lobby providing, what was it, they provided 16 out of the 20 yeah. or 21 yeah. Yeah. forms of birth control. Yeah. And they were saying, no, no, hold on a second, they have to be mandated to provide all 21 forms of birth control. That was never going to be the end point. The end point was never going to be the plan, bill, uh, plan, plan B uh, uh, pill. Their plan was always to push it this far. And by the way, how is this not straight up evil, purposefully evil? I yeah. think that people can be used as tools of evil. I've talked about Barack Obama with this. I don't think Barack Obama proactively went out and said, I'm going to subvert the cause of good, right. that I'm an evil person, but I think he was used as a tool for evil, certainly if you look at his voting record, specifically on this issue. Mm -hmm. But with this, it's not someone who's being used as a tool without knowing it. For they are proactively killing babies. They are walking into the room knowing fully well, they, they, their mission is to kill a baby. That's it. They don't care. And I, I, this is what's so funny to me. We could say like, oh, this, this is, at one point we said this is the path to euthanasia, right, of, yeah. of, of children. This Slippery slope is an argument. There is no more slope. Yeah, there is no more yeah, path. We're done. We're at the end of the path. That's it. Here, I'm going to make a bold statement here. What Hitler did is no more evil than this. He just did it more times. Oh, are you are you saying that? Yes, yes. I believe that aborting a baby at 40 weeks, at 25, at 30, at 35 weeks, certainly after it's born, I believe that is every bit as evil as what Hitler did. Yeah. 
You think, you think that's an extreme example to make a point? It's two of the biggest states in the union. Are you okay with this? You're okay with babies being born alive, dying? Because that's where we are now. It's not, well, I'm okay, I'm okay with this, but I'm, no, 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 hold on a second. We're past all other considerations. There is no more slope. There is no more slide. There is no more path. We're here. That's the final question. Are you pro-life, okay, or are you pro this? What's this? Delivering a newborn, wrapping it in a blankie, and then leaving it to die. That's what's happening. That's what's happening right now legally. That's what the legislation is pushing for, period. There's no more path. There's no more slope to slip. This is where we are. Are you pro-life or are you pro this? That's it. Find common ground on that. We'll have Nigel Farage after the break. Nigel. I'm Nick Nolte here from the Rosa Parks story for your consideration. Told you to tune into the Lotto with Crowder Oscar live stream party on February 24th. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, no, that's a Sunday. It's gonna be a four hour live stream. You better tune in, you gutless son of a bitch. You gutless sons of a bitch. Where you go for news. The largest online news show in the world. Real talk, real facts. Hosted by Anna Kasparian and Shank Week. The Young Turks. Live on weekday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. If you're not tuning in, you're missing out. That means. Oh, yeah. That's the sound. Of the Sultan of Sarcasm, the Wizard of Wit. Mm -hmm. You know him as Mr. Brexit. We know him as our friend. You can follow him on the Twitter oh, at yeah. Nigel underscore Farage. He just uh, cor didn't correct me, but he kind of gave me a lesson in how you yeah. pronounce garage is how you can say his name. Mr. Yeah. Nigel Farage, thank you for being on the show, sir. Good to be back. We're so thrilled to have you. And I know you have a new podcast out for American audiences. People can check it out at nfarage.com. Quick question before we get into what's going on with Brexit right now. I just watched Brexit, the film with Benedict Cumberpatch last night. Have you seen it yet? If so, what are your thoughts? Uh, fa fantastical rubbish. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, paints out, it paints out one guy who was, uh, you know, a backroom boy as if he's some kind of genius. Um, look, it's television. It's fun. I wouldn't take it too seriously. Well, and I ask that because as someone who, who was raised in Quebec, where we had these referendums, you know, about, about leaving, and most Americans had no idea what was going on. They would say, oh, what's going on there with the referendum and that guy with the mustache? I go, you know what? It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense here in Quebec. It's hard to follow. So for Americans, Brexit is pretty tough to follow. With this film, one thing I will say that I noticed, and tell me if you think this is an incorrect read on it, it's the reason that Brexit happened, the kind of arrogance that assumes that this, uh, this movement could have only been bred in angst or fear or ignorance. That's kind of the, the, the point of view the film was coming from and never really tried to look at the opposing viewpoint from sincerity. That's what I got from it. Well, look, you know, Brexit happened because we had a referendum. The referendum happened because of me. I challenged the establishment over a long period of time. Uh, I turned it into a, a political movement. We got millions of votes. We frightened the pants off David Cameron, the prime minister. Yes. And they thought, do you know what? This awful Farage bloke, we've got to get rid of him. If we have a referendum, it'll be easy because we'll win 
and that'll be the end of them. And what they underestimated isn't the ignorance or the lack of education of ordinary people. It's the basic feeling they have to want to be part of a country. We are the United Kingdom. I'm English. We've got Scottish people, Welsh people, Northern Irish people. We don't want to be governed by a bunch of unpleasant old men in Brussels who we can't vote for <laughs> and can't remove. Right. When you think about it, actually, it's quite simple for Americans to understand. You know, I mean, would America, would America allow a court in Mexico to decide who could settle in your country? Well, the answer clearly is no. So take a step back. Brexit actually is logical and it's sensible. I, I, do, I think Nancy Pelosi might disagree with you. If she could hold that court in San Francisco, she'd be like, come on, come on. Oh, she brings some people over from south of the border and they'd be deciding. Uh, no, I think that's a good way to put it. It's just amazing to me that the filmmakers miss that. And this is, uh, yeah. this is why, why I think things like Brexit happen. Things like Donald Trump come as a surprise to the media and not to people who are actually doing the voting. Okay. Before we kind of move on to what's happening today, for a lot of Americans who are uninitiated here, um, can you give us a Cliff Note timeline? We have a lot of new viewers who probably weren't here the last time you were on the program. Cliff Notes, what Brexit up until now exactly transpired? Because right now, I know a lot of people are finding this hard to follow. So am I. Yeah, I'm struggling too. Okay, I all right. Had a <laughs> so I'm not just a man who's mispronouncing good. your last name who doesn't get it. Okay, good. <laughs> I just had a taxi driver, London black ta ta taxi driver. He said to me, oh, Mr. Farage, tell me, what's going on? I said, well, I hope you might be able to tell me. Because, <laughs> you know, it's two and a half years on since the vote. We've got 57 days to go until Brexit's due to happen. And at the moment, nothing has been agreed whatsoever. Our government are proving themselves to be completely incapable. And I'm getting the feeling that the UK around the world is looking a bit like a laughingstock. I don't know that it's looking like a laughingstock. I, I think it is looking to many on the outside as sort of an example of dysfunctional government. I think that's how a lot of Americans are looking at it. They're not necessarily taking the issue of, of Brexit, of independence, as seriously as they can. No, because sure. It's hard to get through. The government just doesn't seem to be working there. That seems to be the impression here. Well, the trouble is this, you see. You talked about it earlier. The media, all the media, all the mainstream media think Brexit is a huge mistake. So they interview people like Sir Michael Caine, the famous film star. Yes. And the BBC recently, oh, well, Sir Michael, surely you don't still believe in Brexit, do you? As if, you know, you, you, know, you were a naughty boy on a night out. You must have come to your senses. And, and the real problem is this. Our parliament, our government, still, two and a half years on, does not respect the Brexit vote. Mm. They're going through the motions in implementing it without actually believing in it. And that's the core of the problem. Whereas in America, whether you like or dislike the Donald, he says something and he goes out and he tries to do it. And uh, got to tell you, your democracy, despite your 35 day government shutdown <laughs> and all the rest of it, yeah. your democracy at the moment is in a much better place than ours. Yeah, I think I think people take it for granted. Uh, and uh, I, I also think people take for granted sometimes that your, your your speeches are, are often very, um, they hit people to their emotional core, even though they're intellectually based. But one that you gave recently uh, to the EU was about the condescending attitude toward Theresa May. You gave an impassioned defense of her. Well, let me ask you this. 
Why did you do it? Why specifically here right now? Because this was this was intense. Well, because you know here we are. Um, a withdrawal agreement was put together, a very bad withdrawal agreement. Uh, we made or she made a lot of concessions to the other side. Right. The agreement got voted down in Parliament by the biggest majority ever seen against the government in the history of our nation. She then goes back and says, guys, this needs to be amended. This needs to be changed. And rather than saying, OK, Teresa, let's sit down, have a cup of tea. Let's talk about this. They talk down to her as if she was a 12 year old school child. And you know something, even though I'm not a big supporter of our prime minister, she's my prime minister. She's the prime minister of my country. And to see her being talked down to by unelected bureaucrats in Brussels, I think it's disgusting. So, you know, we're all a bit like that, aren't we? We're all a bit tribal. We're all a bit tribal. And if our leader is demeaned by somebody else, we rally round and support them. Did the BBC cover, by the way, these, uh, these comments that you made to the EU? Remarkable. So as I speak to you now, it's 24 hours on from that speech I made. Uh, last I looked, it was 3.25 million views on YouTube and rising very, very rapidly. At the moment, the BBC, who I prefer to call the Brussels Broadcasting Corporation, Fair. <laughs> our, our state broadcaster, and what I tell you what many of your viewers won't know is we have to pay £150 a year to watch the BBC. Right. And if we don't, we get put in prison. And thus far, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fact. Yeah. And, and, and thus far, despite the fact I've got millions watching this, and goodness knows what it'll be by the end of the week, our state broadcaster has decided it's not worthy of coverage, which just about sums up the problem. Well, isn't, isn't there some beauty in that? We were just talking about this yesterday when people think that this division in America, they go, man, this is something we need, really need to fix. There's, there's, there's too big of a chasm. I'm going, hold on a second. This is kind of an example right here. The fact that people have access to this uh, video, to your speech, and can watch it. The people have spoken three, four million plays, but the BBC doesn't cover it. That does create a bigger divide. That does divide people. But that's not because you gave a speech. That's because the people want to hear the speech, and the elites in power are not delivering it. So is, yeah. do you think, is division in and of itself a bad thing if it's a symptom of, of actions like this? I wouldn't mind it if I wasn't forced to pay £150 a that's, year that's fair. to have a television in my house. But, but actually, no, you're right. Because if CNN or NBC choose not to have a proper debate, would well, you know what we can do in America? Go to watch Louder and Crowder no. and get a proper debate. So, so oh. there are ways around it, but, but this is an exceptional case because we're forced to pay for the BBC. And I object paying for the BBC. I object to a state broadcaster giving me biased content. You know, it's it's funny because a lot of Americans, when they talk about this, they say, oh, you know, corporate media, man. I go, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. I get it, corporate media, I understand outside influences, but what's the alternative? Government media? And I was raised in Canada, I don't know how familiar you are with CBC and Radio Canada, and I don't remember who it was, whether it was the NDP or Trudeau himself, but I remember one party promised $100 million in grants to CBC if he was if he was elected, and the other promised $150 million. I'm pretty sure it was Trudeau who promised 150 because he won. 
Yeah, look, the great thing is we've now got social media. We've now got what you and I are doing. We've now got alternative means, you know, of making up our own minds. And the truth of it is, if it wasn't for this medium, Brexit would never have happened. Trump would never have happened. The new Italian government would never have happened. So we are now living in a more liberated age, though the worry, of course, is the Zuckerbergs and others are now beginning to make our lives a bit more difficult. There, have, have you uh, taken some hits recently yourself on a personal level? Have you seen things with yes. your pages and your YouTube feed, things like that? Yes, yes. I mean, I, mean, I would say, on average, the content that I put out is reaching about 25% fewer people. Mm. Yeah. So I would say that's the hit that I've received because of the algorithm changes. And one of my great hopes, and only America can sort this out, you know, the rest of the world follows, but it is Silicon Valley that leads the way in all of this. And my big hope is that President Trump runs again in 2020 and he runs with a bill of rights for social media users, making sure that the Zuckerbergs of this world can no longer pretend to be a platform for all ideas when, in fact, they're now publishers. So would you like to see them? There's some there's some arguments, even among conservatives here stateside. And now you see Cortez tossing her hat into the ring where she's upset because she's been fact checked by Washington Post. By the way, it's not because Washington Post is a bastion of conservatism. It's because they're saying, <laughs> Cortez, come on, you're going too far around the bend here. Um, would you like to see them regulated as uh, public utilities? I think we've reached the point. And, and I am a conservative. I'm a free marketeer. I'm a Thatcherite. I'm a Reaganite. I'm of that vintage. Right. But it seems to me there come times when, for the good of all of us, government has to stop a monopoly-type situation or oligopoly-type situation existing in these markets. And just as the banks became too big to fail back in 2008, the four or five, you know, the handful of social media providers of these services have become too big for us to maintain a proper democratic debate. So the answer is yes, something's got to be done. And I've got an instinct here that Trump is brave. Trump is not scared of taking on the big corporate classes. Right. And I think you're going to see in 2020, in the run up to those elections, a proposal to make sure that we cannot see conservative content being banned from the homes of ordinary people. I think, uh, I think increasingly that you're correct. You know, it was hard for me to go along that trail because I'm a conservative and with net neutrality yeah. when people used to say, well, hold on a second, we have to make sure that all data is, because there isn't enough competition among ISPs. And when, hold on a second, there actually, there's actually a lot more competition among internet service providers, not everywhere, but across the country when compared to Facebook, Google, Twitter. Uh, Google, sure. of course, includes YouTube. I think it's a much more severe situation. And uh, the dishonesty is what's concerning. If they're going to be an open platform, fine. If they want to pick winners and losers, yeah. fine. They've just got to be yeah. honest about it. And I think even a step before regulating them as public utilities is to make sure that we know the rule book because no one does. No, I mean, I met Zuckerberg six months ago. Hmm. I, I met Zuckerberg. I questioned him in public. He was insisting we're a platform for all ideas. And I said, no, you are now censoring. And that means you're now a publisher. That means you should be liable for the content that is on your platforms. Now, of course, I got no response. Um, I think I think people like Zuckerberg realize they're now in quite a tight spot. I'm optimistic. Yeah. I think change is coming. 
in the next few years. It needs to. Well, I think this really does lend itself to, to kind of what you were discussing earlier, and I know what you talk about a lot, is the lack of transparency. A good example is we just recently had Abby Johnson, former director of Planned Parenthood. She was employee of the year to Planned Parenthood. Now she's written books about Planned Parenthood, about their actual practices, about what services they provide. We sat down with her for 45 minutes to go through the ins and outs of Planned Parenthood, what she used to do, what she does now, her charity work, that was demonetized and deemed a violation of YouTube policies. I'm going, hold on a second. It's one thing to disagree. It's also another thing, by the way, if it's NC-17 content, I understand that you have the right to put that in restricted mode, but this is a reasonable, long-form conversation without profanity that is somehow being throttled. And, and that, to me, the only justification I can see in the left's mind is the same reason they don't show your speech uh, on the BBC, is a complete yeah. lack of transparency. Because when there's transparency, we win. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they effectively become not just the financial benefactors, but they also become the arbiters of choice. And that's a real problem. And that cannot continue. And that is the thing that has to absolutely change. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, these amazing changes we've seen in the world since 2016, these liberations of the Brexit vote, the Trump vote, the Italian vote, otherwise, it'll all be stopped in its tracks. Because there's no way that CNN or the BBC are ever going to give us a fair crack of the whip. We have to create this ourselves. We have to get these messages out and we need social media. By the way, we're not asking for advantage. We're just asking for a level playing field with all reasonable, non-discriminatory, non-violent arguments. Exactly. We're just asking for the same playing field as Benedict Cumberpatch. And I think that's not a whole lot to ask, though he, <laughs> he does have eyes in which I get lost. Uh, Mr. Farage, Nigel underscore Farage on Twitter. Of course, check out the mm -hmm. podcast. Thank you so much for being here, sir. We love having you on. Please come back soon. I certainly will. Thank you. And we're back after this. Uh, gr greetings, America. Hopper here. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that on my uh, eBay profile for sale right now is uh, one Dago Argentino puppy named Betty, and uh, uh, for the price of current offer zero dollars, I will pay shipping. I, of course, wanted to take the chance here to thank our wonderful sponsors, Walther Firearms and, uh, and Liberty Health Share. You've heard about Walther for a while. Listen, just go to the gun range, try the Walther, and, and let us know what you think. I, I really do believe that they're the best firearms in the market, but there are a lot of good choices. They just have the balls to support the show. Newer sponsor is Liberty Health Share. Why do I like it? Because I use it, and I can't recommend it enough. A lot of you think that you can't afford insurance. Go to SaveWithLiberty.com to find just how wrong you've been because it's not traditional health insurance, it's a health sharing program, which means you can pick your doctor, you can pick where you go for treatment, it truly does give you the liberty to choose and take control over your own health care. That's savewithliberty.com. Of course, join Mug Club. If you haven't, there is no saving you.
I didn't make it to the end because I was holding my breath very unintelligently. And I have no idea why. You know what? As it goes back to trip, thank you to Nigel Farage for being yeah, on the show. You. As it goes awesome. back to trivia, I don't know when the drowning dance started. I, I genuinely have no idea. As or a viewer, as to I don't why. know. I, I think it has something to do with the fact that it sounded like the original underwater level music in Mario. It does. It vaguely sounds like that or like Sonic, the underwater Sonic Could be level. that. Doesn't make Close. sense. But that, that drowning dance was actually me when I was a kid where uh, w- when I went underwater for the first time, I started panicking because I couldn't move until I realized that I just had to close my fingers. <laughs> so I thought I was going to die for Literally sure. Drowned. I was certain that I was going to die. I wasn't moving. And then I closed one hand and I, I spun around. And, oh, this is and you started busting moves. No, I didn't bust any moves. No. I was white. That's sad. I, yeah, we don't, we bon- don't bust moves when we're white. Oh. Young kids, young white kids, we don't walk very quickly compared to black kids. We don't bust moves very quickly compared to black kids, but we're in the pool far earlier. True. That makes sense. It's 100% crazy. It's, fa- it's, it's, it's a fact. Look it up. Um, <laughs> thanks so much to Nigel Farage. And I wanted to go back to something where we're talking about abortion laws in the country. And I, I know that there are some tweets out there. And I, a lot of people, uh, I guess, are more easily shocked than myself responding to these stories. You know, oh, my God, how could, you, how could you do that to a baby? How can someone go so far? I hear that a lot. For many, it boggles the mind. It doesn't boggle mine. Uh, and as much as it pains me to say it, uh, I would say it's actually entirely expected for two reasons. One, the same reason I talk about this a lot in the show, the truth and most people's aversion to it. And two, the easy way out. And the two, by the way, in most cases are one and the same. I often talk about the truth in the show and how simple in theory life would be if you're seeking it. And I know that I'm going to, by the way, I know I'm going to get some edgy, smart-ass atheist commenting here saying, well, how can you say you seek the truth and you believe in the flying spaghetti monster, huh? Okay, well, here's a brain twister. Not all societies have considered truth a virtue and certainly not more valuable than successful outcomes. So where does the morality of truth-seeking come from? There's a brain twister. Same thing with mercy and compassion. Those are almost exclusively found with modern Christendom. They were seen as weaknesses. So truth-seeking is not innate. As a matter of fact, often, and I would say more often than not, it's the polar opposite of human nature. Now, keep in mind, I'm not talking about a truth or your truth uh, here. I'm talking about the truth. People will often do whatever they can to avoid it at all costs, like an ant with a magnifying glass, effectively for the same reason. Because here's an irony. And this is something a lot of people aren't going to like to hear, but I'm going to tie this back to the abortion thing in a little bit. An irony is that when it comes to the truth, we've been lied to. We've been told that the truth will set you free. Guess what? Nope. Sometimes the truth comes with shackles. Sometimes the truth comes with punishment. Sometimes the truth sucks. The truth will set you free. Okay, Your Honor, I confess. Guilty. Life without parole. What happened? Sometimes the truth is hard. But that doesn't change the fact that it's the right thing to do. And that brings me to point number two, the easy way out. I've talked about this before. You can go through the archives. There is almost always an easy way out in life, or at least an easier way out, okay? And I'm not talking about, uh, by the way, the, the, the most efficient path possible. Sometimes the hard road is just wasted energy. I understand that. Don't get this part twisted, okay? What I am talking about in life is when faced with an uncomfortable truth, isn't it interesting how life always offers you an open door next to it? Almost invariably, an easier door. Think about it. I want you to take some time here and think about every single decision that you've made in your life where you had to stand up or, or walk in truth. Tell me there wasn't an easier way. Tell me there wasn't an opt-out. That's why people kill 40-week-old babies. 
That's how entire state legislatures smile upon the murder of 25, 30, 40-week-old babies. The problem didn't start with 40-week-old babies. It started with Plan B. It started with the early-term abortions. It started with absolving oneself of responsibility and turning one's back on the truth. Okay, so look, you screwed up, you were irresponsible, you lacked self-control, and now you've brought a life into this world? The truth is, you have no right to end that life. Let me give you a little bit more leeway, okay? Let's say you were responsible every single step of the way. You used protection, okay? Little tadpole got through for some reason. Here you are. The truth is, that is still a life, an entirely separate genetic code that cannot speak for itself, and you still have no right to decide whether it lives or dies. The truth is that it's hard to bring that baby to term, to deliver it, to take care of it, to figure out what mommy and daddy need to do, how to make a living, how to take care of this life, or it's hard even finding the right adoption program, bringing that baby to term, and then watching them carry it away to another family who will love and care for it because you couldn't. I get it. That's really hard. The truth is hard sometimes. Or, or, you could just take a pill. Or you could just put your feet in those stirrups. You could grease the palms of a doctor and be done with it in an afternoon. Now, let me clarify here. Am I saying that women out there who get abortions are taking the easy way out? You're damn right I am. Absolutely. Just like I think fathers who shirk their responsibility are taking a coward's back door. Okay? I'm not absolving anyone here. But the truth is hard and there's always an easy way out. And that's why I hate bumper sticker slogans and false platitudes. You, you, you really do hear me try to avoid these on this show because we use these so often to lie to ourselves, to hide the gritty truth and to, to polish a lie, right? Failure is not an option. My friend Chael has talked about this. That's a lie. It's always an option. It's often the easiest and most readily available option. You just don't want to admit the truth that you might fail. We hear this other one all the time. I think we did it in the parody of, uh, of uh, Any Given Sunday with Al Pacino. In a fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's gonna win that fight. It's the guy who's willing to die. He's the one who's gonna taste victory. That's a lie. In a fight, it's the person who's best prepared, who's trained with the most discipline, and is the most capable who will win. Do you know what we call untrained men who go into fights or battles willing to die? Dead. That's the truth. But it's a lot easier to accept a bumper sticker slogan that's motivating than it is the truth. Here's the thing. While the truth may not immediately set you free in the short term, that's a cold, hard truth a lot of people don't want to acknowledge. While the truth may burn, sting, or scar, it is ultimately the only path you can walk long term to live your life as freely as humanly possible. And again, before we go here, I want you to think of every difficult decision in your life you've ever made, standing up for the truth, okay? I really want you to picture it in your mind's eye here, okay? Remember the easy way out? Do you remember the other options available at that time? Got it? Did you look back? Now look ahead. Where do you see the truth? Where do you see the easy way out? Because if you pick the wrong path now, there are only going to be more and more paths splitting, getting easier and easier, leading you away from the path of truth and into the permanent shackles created by the lies of the world. That's how you kill a 40-week-old baby. Your pro-choice? Okay. Are you paying attention? Make the right choice. See you next week.